everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. At least in my opinion, I, you know, maybe you feel differently, but was when uh, you and I believe it was, uh, was it Florence Claude had the, uh, the single mixed relay finish. I think you guys were in sixth place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, and I remember uh, watching you finish the race and, and when you came across the finish line, like it almost like this look of just like pure joy. Um, so did you know kind of what position you were in on the course and uh, that, that, you had the potential to get the best finish for Belgium ever when you were when you were doing that. Uh, I think so, if I remember correctly, because yeah, you get uh, always get the placement. Uh, so at least I remember that I knew I really have to win this sprint or do my best because this could be uh, the fight of the very good position. Um, and yeah, because now it's like I only remember the. Because uh, it goes so fast in the, mm. the single mix and it changes, the position positions changes. And it's like, uh, uh, I don't think I realized before I, it was my last, uh, it was my last leg that we, oh shit. And I think Flo, Flora came out in a very good position. So like, oh, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, now I have to do very well. And I remember that I had... Uh, really the nurse at the shooting range because uh, i think i didn't shoot so so well that because I, uh, I i really felt it that we were up there <laughs> so not that calm head where you were talking about as much no yeah. <laughs> not. You, got, you got too excited yeah you need to be uh, i always been like oh yeah but when i finally i'm in that position i will i will be able to to handle it but i felt really this or last season that's that's not how it is. You need to, <laughs> to either experience it and uh, and try to learn because the nerves are going to hit you anyways. <laughs> how do you feel about the single mix relay event? I think it's uh, very cool. It's uh, something new and uh, like I always like doing shooting duels. Uh, so this is mm-hmm. exactly what it is. And, uh, and uh, full gas at the end and uh, <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate to do it so that it mixed together boys and girls mm. uh, yeah I really like that and do you um, do you like the idea of potentially having new events being brought on in the future yeah, or, or, yeah. Uh, for sure it depends which uh, <laughs> right yeah or how cool they are but uh, okay like this one i think it's been uh, good something good good to try and um, i haven't done so much the um, the super sprints um, uh-huh. but it's like you have that in one end and then you have the individual which is really uh, what can i say the old standard biathlon uh-huh. and i think it's very important to to have both sides because uh, it would be sad if you quit the or take away the individual but it's also uh, if you think for the future of the sport and for the the audience the crowds they want action all the time mm-hmm. for sure the, um, 
the single mix and I think also the super sprint would be more entertainment for them but as a uh, as a biathlete we also we train so hard the whole year uh-huh. that we also want to use our power in the track and right. uh, and yeah it's something different to have a race uh 45 50 minutes where you really have to yeah think how you're gonna uh, do the output of your energy and you don't know how they're shooting the other shoots and right. suddenly you have uh, one extra minute there and here and that can get you so many places down or it can suddenly if you uh, have a clean shooting at the last standing yeah you can be up there again so it's uh, I think every competition uh, has their own beauty <laughs> yeah yeah and that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, just um, I, I think with the um, uh, the viewability, I guess, of events, would you say that that if there was ever a time where, for example, for the Olympics, that the IBU wanted more like single mixed relay and and I guess shorter, more action filled events, that the individual would be sort of the first event that would disappear if if they had to drop one other event or yeah i think so and it's also the the one that takes uh or i think so the longest uh, competition or to uh, from start to the finish right. so it will take some more time to to arrange but um and also the benefit of the single mix is that uh, small countries can uh, mm-hmm. can participate and, and yeah people or like you don't have if your weakness is the track you can still have a good shot at the single mix if you're a fast shooter and uh, and then if you're a good skier and not so good uh, shooter then you may can maybe take it on uh, on a sprint or pursuit mm-hmm. or like when you have to go fast the whole time so uh, I think maybe the good uh, the good skiers and good shooters they don't like the the short right. competition as much because then it's much closer between the the first and last and uh, but makes it more more even or yeah more exciting to watch but like I can see both sides so, yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> And and Jordan and I have had uh, numerous podcasts where we've talked about the idea of having multiple nations participate as a team in a in a relay event. How would you feel about that? Yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah, I never thought about that. It would be something. Uh, yeah, something else. But uh, yeah, why not? Uh, mm-hmm. You can. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, another feeling. Like I guess what I feel when I when we do the mixed, you get more uh, uh, more team feeling, and maybe you get it also when you uh, you mixed uh, other countries. But for sure, it will be uh, yeah weird because you're not used to they're used to be your uh, your opponents. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> why am I going to be with you and do the best for both of us? <laughs> uh, so have to work with the mind, but maybe it's uh, Yeah, but the, the way we've talked yeah. about it was more that, you know, with the Belgium team, you probably don't have the opportunity to do a, you know, women's relay. 
Um, mm. And, you know, thinking of your connection with Ukulek, if, if you could okay. have Ukulek and maybe mm. somebody from Canada and somebody from the U.S. to make a team and, you know, not maybe not even necessarily for getting points for your result, but just more for the experience. So that, yeah, that you know. would be great. Yeah. Well, I was actually, I was actually going to put you on the spot and say, who would be the three other women that you'd want to have mm-hmm. on your team? If you could, you go out there and pick three. Well, <laughs> then, don't worry. We can always cut this. So, yeah. so feel free to say whoever you want. <laughs> whoever I want. Uh, female and male or, um, uh, I was, uh, start with women, but then we can do a mixed relay too, if you want. Yeah, then I think it would be, uh, yeah, Vire. <laughs> okay. uh-huh. Yeah, she's good. And um, and Hauser. And let's see. It's hard when you have to really think about someone and you can't <laughs> think of anyone. <laughs> um, And maybe um, Hanna Öberg. Oh, yeah. That'd be... What a team. I yeah, like yeah. this team. <laughs> <laughs> and if we if we would say, um, if you can only pick athletes that are not, like that basically are smaller nations that don't have the ability to field a, a full squad of four women. Yeah. Um, see which nations that can be. Um, Ukalek's going to be upset now. Well, yeah, Ukalek is uh, <laughs> her teammate, so, uh, <laughs> and I know her strength, so um, for sure I would pick her and. Um, That's hard because uh, most. Yeah, it's hard to think of the, the smaller. Or, um, what was that? Yeah, I think most uh, teams have a women's relay. Mm. Or I don't remember which ones who. Uh... You don't. That's uh, okay. Was it, I was just. <laughs> was it does, does Estonia? Yeah, they do. They do. No, I did. I forgot that. Because um, how many right. how many we'll uh, women are on the Belgian? Uh, team like on the World Cup? Is it just you? No. Yeah. There's, no, oh, there's just me. Yeah, and uh, but we have um, a new girl. This from this uh, year, but she's gonna be um, mainly do the IBU Cup. But I okay. uh, uh, hope she will qualify for the World Championship. So then we will uh, do the the mixed relay there. Uh, so she's still um, still a junior. Nice. And she also have the double passport, uh, so she's been uh, uh, competing for France until now. Okay. So I'm looking forward to to that, and then we have also had one other girl who's uh, mainly <clears throat> in the IBU Cup. Okay. So there's there's hope for the future to uh, expand the team there at the World Cup level. Yeah. Nice. For sure. In your um. You 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 said world championships, but it triggered a question I had earlier. Um, what was the uh, experience being in Beijing on the Olympics? 
yeah, it was uh, very special. <laughs> if I can say it was, um, yeah, I did not know what I was uh, going or what I was traveling to because <laughs> I never been <laughs> to the Olympics before. Uh, so I think that was good because then I also didn't know what it normally is like. Right. <laughs> so I had nothing to compare to, but um, and of course it always uh, um, the feelings come together with how I uh, um, how it was to be there. Where I did bad races uh, and it was cold and dark. Uh, didn't help <laughs> uh, in the beginning. It was very. I was very cool to be there and just like uh, yeah. mixed all the, the sports together and you saw the stars you have seen on a TV and suddenly they were next to you picking foods or, or right, something right. On, their, on their way to the bus. So Some of them uh, really sorry. stood out to you or? Um, no, it's just, uh, what can I say, all the... <laughs> Because I, yeah, I follow cross country a lot, so um, yeah. Yeah. I, I know most of those people, and right. then, uh, uh, just watching them, and then just um, also very, I have no control over the like the free skiers and stuff like that, but to see how you could easily pick out who they were uh, <laughs> from the clothing, and uh, so just uh, mixed. Uh, like that because you have the yeah cross country and um, biathlon are also the mixed combined uh, mm -hmm. are like uh, uh, what can I say the good trained people and then you have the other ones was more like the vibe you got their vibe as well it was yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so just to see how different they all are and at the same time they also have maybe just arrived from taking Olympic gold medal and then they're yeah. so chill at the same time. So yeah, yeah. That just made me realize that, that it's funny how, um, you know, biathlon nations like Belgium probably have a budget that's lower than what one NHL player makes on the, uh, you know, Canadian oh, hockey team yeah. or Swedish hockey team. Yeah, but, sure. but I guess you don't see a lot of those. They're probably staying in fancy hotels and, uh, and that kind of thing. Is it is it just a subgroup that there is in your Olympic Village, or is basically every athlete there? Um, in our village, it was um, yeah, the sport. Do you mean from Belgium or the? No, just in general. Like, is, is every sport in the same Olympic Village, or do they have multiple no, Olympic I think, villages? Or uh, we're divided in two or three village okay. villages so uh, yeah for sure it was uh, cross country biathlon nordic combine um, ski jumping and then um, and the, in the beginning it was also snowboard and uh, oh. free ski or those uh, cross and stuff like that and then they switched in the middle okay um and then I can't uh, remember the other. Uh, so I think the, mainly those sports were there. Okay. Uh, and then the rest were in the... So I think our village was uh, a small one. Even I thought it was very big. but Because um, <laughs> some teams, cross-country and biathlon teams, are not as big as uh, right, right. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, if you're like if you have a hockey team, you have a <laughs> yeah, players. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what if I remember right, you guys you guys didn't uh, participate in the in the uh, opening ceremonies. Uh, we could choose um, if you wanted to go. Uh, okay. It's um, a long travel, so some of my team they went, but I had, uh, I think, already two days after I had my first race, so I really yeah. Yeah. to yeah. prepare well for that. So, uh, yeah, it was bad because it would have been cool to <laughs> to see. It. So hopefully, hopefully the next Olympics, when uh, when you go to that, you'll be able to go to the opening ceremony because I th- I always think that that would have been the coolest thing as an athlete to be able to to see that. But absolutely, so it was. Uh, but at the end, it was also an easy choice because it's uh, yeah Olympic discipline. So then I yeah. wanted to be to be fit, but it's also Absolutely. now I can't think back and uh, and say, "Wow, that opening ceremony was really something." <laughs> well, that's why you get the next one. So you get yeah. you get both experiences. Yeah. I really have something to look forward to. <laughs> It also Absolutely. shows you the toughness of biathletes in general, because I think yeah. there's that's the only, pretty much the only sport that has competitions throughout the whole Olympics from start to finish, mm-hmm. pretty much, right? Uh, yeah, I haven't thought about that, but that's maybe true. And um, so you you said your performance wasn't uh, as you had hoped. I I noticed that your um, shooting was just a little less than than what we almost expect from you. Any specific reason was it just nerves or the cold or? Yeah, I don't think it was the cold, um, but yeah, I think um, <clears throat> yeah, I think the, really the the uh, Olympic uh, <laughs> got me like uh, whoa, this is this is it now it's happening. I have to to be at my best mm-hmm. for sure. I felt the nerves. Uh, at uh, yeah, the individual was first, and I was um, remember at one standing I was shaking, mm. which I I have gotten sometimes in my career, but that's uh, not often. Uh, so then I kind of lost it and it was a shame because I felt quite strong in the track that day. Okay. So it's typical. Um, but then I also. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out what happened. Maybe I pu- had pu- put too much pressure for myself on myself because mm-hmm. uh, I knew I didn't have so much pressure from the outside. But it was a new experience with me for me to have the media there and covering, had to do interviews beforehand and uh, maybe just the whole package deal yeah, was... Yeah. Uh, too much or I had yeah, a good learning experience for sure. Um, so then I know I, what I have to train uh, for yeah, the next. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and was there, because um, I got the impression watching from here that there wasn't that much uh, crowd. Yeah, Is that's it- true. It was only some yeah, locals, yeah. I think, or Chinese. Mm. So but, that, uh, we've been used to that the whole since the yeah since COVID yeah yeah. But that may maybe yeah it would have been something special if it was a lot of audience there and uh, yeah celebrating. I'm just uh, it it I just find it fascinating how to how to how the brain works in the sense of um, like did you participate in the uh, Antholz World Championships a couple of years ago? 
Like I can, I can see how that makes such a huge impact with that big crowd and everything. And then how that could influence your shooting, but then being at the Olympics, even though that crowd is not there, that that still has a big impact, even though, you know, it, in a way it's just another race, but at the same time, just knowing that it's the Olympics makes it very different. And then yeah, probably sure. being on a track you've never been on and, um, does that do, do, do you like that like um, going to an event where you haven't been before or do you prefer ones that you've shot out a lot or uh, both ways uh, mm. it's always uh, cool to try new tracks and then you have to like uh, prepare your best and maybe because when you've been to a track before maybe you get a little bit uh, uh, yeah, call it lazy because mm. uh, yeah I know that turn is coming there or uh, but now we really had to end that it also was the Olympics like I had to I tried to do everything hundred uh, percent prepare right. each uh, centimeter of the track and uh, yeah for sure it's uh, but also I had watched videos uh, beforehand on the track so I had uh, okay. some impressions and uh, and I think it's doesn't matter if you know the track or not. You uh, normally we have enough days so that you uh, you yeah you get experienced how mm -hmm. how fast you can go in each corner and stuff like that. So, but for sure when you have the shooting aspect, uh, when the wind is tricky, you normally don't <laughs> have enough time to to know exactly how what to do or. Uh, or uh, if you always just shoot in the wind, uh, you don't know where your zero is. Right. And um, so, yeah, that was maybe challenging. But we had some days with uh, with no wind almost, I right. remember. Yeah. So for, uh, for Olympics, I thought it was fine. But I know that can be more challenging when we change the World Cup venue every week. So uh, to try to have uh, like a, a stable uh, zero, so, you know, and... For sure, the wind is different on every place. So right, you don't, yeah. don't know how much you have to to aim uh, or how much you have to click. So yeah. Right. And what do you think of the the ski track? It must have been a little different. That in Europe, it's mostly it's almost based on where the trees are, and they just kind of weave yeah. their path <laughs> through. Where it seemed the one in in uh, Beijing was just completely man made and in an open space. Did that make yeah. a difference, or? Uh, no, I think it was, uh, uh, yeah, it was a good track. Uh, I liked the track and, uh, but when like your first, uh, impression when you see up and it's just like, the, um, yeah, the flashlights is all over. It was like a football field kind of feeling, right. <laughs> uh, but at the end in the race, you, you're still going <laughs> from the stadium and then we had some some planted trees around yeah. <laughs> you get like some kind of feeling that you're uh, still uh, <laughs> outside from the stadium and uh, so i thought it was uh, it was okay okay um i wanted to switch topics a little bit uh jordan stepped out but i'm gonna take this time to talk a little bit about analytics is that yeah. is that anything that you do like, do you use the data from the biathlon results website or, or real biathlon, or do you do anything like that? And does your team? 
Yeah, uh, after every race I watched, um, um, yeah, you know, you can get to the, from each, um, each split, the timing and uh, how much you, um, you lose compared to the best ones. And I tried to, uh, yeah, and analyze them with the track. Okay, this makes sense. Um, uh, normally when it's uphill, I lose more than in the downhills <laughs> and see if it's, uh, uh, difference from uh, race to race or if uh, if it maybe was my my tactics or uh, how I um, yeah how my plan for the race was could I do something else uh, so and for the shooting time so I try to to use it as much as I can uh, uh, but I think I also could be a, a lot better on on doing that and uh, to see if uh, if I go too fast on the first lap, mm. or if it's uh, if it's fine, um, so maybe I should keep more eye on that during this season and uh, try to adapt. And because uh, I had some, we had some uh, test races now where we um, have been with the GPS to see oh, yeah. um, the yeah. pace during and uh, to learn. Uh, if you, because um, normally you feel when you uh, go full attack one uphill. You feel so fast, and uh, but to actually see, okay, maybe I gain one second, but then again I lose five seconds downhill right. again. So, uh, it's uh, something else to say it uh, than to actually manage to do it. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a lot of, um, uh, or a lot, some time to spare if you are good at your uh, tactics and uh, and uh, analyze the races to. And is that yeah. is that um, kind of your own initiative, or does do you talk to your your team at all about that, or uh, both? Both. Uh, yeah. Then I get uh, I almost look after my race, or uh, then I try to see as fast as possible to because then the memory is fresh, and right. then later when I have a discussion with my coach, we also talk about it and. Uh, yeah. And do you do you just look on the website, or do you actually like um, use the data in Excel or something like that? Or uh, I normally just look at the website, but uh, uh, sometimes my coach put it in Excel, or uh, I had uh, also my dad is uh, uh, some analytics, so he uh, he uh, some years ago he made like. Um, yeah, his own Excel sheet where he put down every race and how much do I lose here and there. And uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I get get some uh, inputs from uh, from the others. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Do you know of any other um, team? And and I'm digging into this. I I don't even know if you know my website, but I I really like digging into the data and uh, and visualizing it. But um, do you know if other teams have like a a specific analysis person that that does that as their job or um not sure but i do know that um um for the norwegian team like when it's um a world championship coming up the year before normally they have um they do the races with the gps on Okay. And then they had someone to analyze it, and or if they analyze uh, comparing to each other, uh, 
then they have a year to prepare, I think. Okay. Uh, and I think there's more, maybe more teams that do that kind of to, to prepare mostly for a big event, I think. Right. Yeah, and I heard that, uh, was it Samuelson? He was testing something for the IBU. I think other, you, you get your timing brace bracelet around your ankle, but I think he also got something on his knee or something. I wonder if that's uh, yeah, at the, GPS. Yeah, the work championship yeah. it was like that. And I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't ask what it was for, but I thought it was something for the GPS, but I don't know what they used it for after. Okay. Yeah, because I... I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I really like visualization and, uh, and data analysis. And I've always thought that, especially in things like um, uh, the individual and the interval start races, it would be nice to, to kind of see how you compare to the ones have, that have gone before you in sort of a, a chart where at least you get an idea of how, how you're doing compared to the rest of the field so far. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the feeling is one thing, but the numbers are uh, yeah. <laughs> <ones. laughs> well, and especially with GPS, I uh, I know that biathlon results. When you look at the race while it's happening, you can sort of see a map where people are on the track. So um, I think that would help viewers to uh, to get a better sense of you know how close everybody is because it's so misleading on the track when you see somebody fifty meters in front of you. It seems so close, but Exactly. you don't catch up that easily right yeah yeah yeah. and it's something also something else to if you just look at oh i was 40 seconds behind on that loop but uh, if you look more into the details you can actually see oh, i skied uh, the same as the best one on this part and maybe yeah because it's not always that bad as it looks mm -hmm. uh, there's always some glimpse of uh, of hope yeah and that, so when you look at your your ski speed of events of course it's you can't really compare well you can't compare between races specifically but even like races on the same event the year later the conditions are so different that you can't really look at the absolute numbers do you mostly look at how you did compared to the the fastest skier or the average of the field or um yeah it's always because you see the fastest but then i also uh, look uh, for people that i know uh, are uh, around the same level as myself or yeah because you always have like a group that you okay i know i should be <laughs> be able yeah. to ski around the same speed like her and then you can see if i she had a bad day or if i had a bad day and uh, yeah because when you always just look after the winner it's uh, it seems like a long <laughs> might way might be a bit demotivating sometimes <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, can't forget where you actually are. And then there's always, because uh, I also remember that I looked like um, I had like a skiing time of uh, maybe 80. And then I was like, oh, I'm so far behind. But then I think it was my dad who calculated. And yeah, you know, there's like, uh, if you're five seconds up, you're in the 50s. So it's... Right. Uh, because you don't see how tight it actually is, and you just get the, the number of your uh, of your loop, then it's like, oh shit, it's uh, yeah, yeah, faster. So um, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Because um, when I visualize the data, sometimes you realize that the the winners are kind of the outliers, and um, the majority of the field is, is actually very close to each other. 
Yeah, exactly. But does that does it also add some pressure that you're like, oh, if I can just make up two or three seconds, then I can, you know, gain 20, 20 places or uh, <clears throat> or is no, it more motivation? More, like, uh, more motivation. Yeah. I don't know it's uh, actually uh, that close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're um, so I, I kind of want to wait until Jordan is back from his, uh, visit with his patient. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit of biathlon, about the biathlon family. So maybe, yeah. uh, uh, we'll hold on that for a little bit, but, um, kind of jumping back to the Olympics, there was one question I was going to ask what, uh, what house was having the biggest parties? <laughs> I have no idea. No? <laughs> um, yeah, because in my house, I was uh, actually there were Norway and uh, and Denmark and Iceland. So we were like uh, with the Nordic ones. <laughs> uh, but I I left before the last uh, races were uh, were done. Uh, so I not too much partying so. going on. None of my knowledge of not mm-hmm. my my group to say so uh, yeah and I think it was also quite special with uh, uh, yeah with the COVID so I think mm-hmm. it was more like I know people had parties but you didn't know about them until right. later so uh, yeah I, I'm hoping that I can see more of that side uh, on the next one <laughs> yeah 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 and um, talking about parties did are you uh... Are you a partier like the the uh, Oslo end of season party? Did you participate in that or? I did participate there, yeah, because then it's like, yeah, been focused for so long, and I uh, think it's good to to change your mind mm-hmm. a bit after um, after the season. Uh, but um, uh, but I don't think I'm I'm the biggest partier. Also. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's nice to have fun, but I also like to to feel fresh. <laughs> to yeah, after yeah, us. yeah. So, uh, uh, so, but for sure, it's uh, when you've been so focused for uh, yeah eleven months. Right. It's uh, have to use the time well when we when we can. <laughs> for sure, yeah. And uh, is there a, a rule amongst the people that go to that party that you're not allowed to share anything on social media? Uh, not that I know of. Because <laughs> o- I always notice that um, a number of our our um, athletes that we interview, they all talk about this big party, but you never see anything on uh, on social media. Okay. It's, maybe it's one yeah, of those, uh, just, what happens uh, there stays there kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe an unspoken rule or maybe... Uh, Everyone is just so happy to party again, so they are just totally into it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that's good, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think the media needs to know everything that uh, that's going on. Oh, so maybe uh, we just stay as good athletes in the media. It's uh, better <laughs> that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so talking about social media, um, I know you are you on Twitter as well, or no, I'm not. Um, but you are on uh, Instagram. Um, yeah. Is that something that you kind of already did and just wanted to do, or do you feel that comes almost as a, I don't know, I don't want to say obligation, but like, is it almost mandatory to have your own Instagram account when you're an, an athlete? 
Yeah, I had. Uh, yeah, because I had like we had an experience experiment uh, when I was in the junior team. Then we we deleted all social medias for one month. Okay. And uh, I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was out of Instagram some years i think uh and then i but then i started again and mostly now it's uh yeah it's nice to to follow the people but i don't um i don't feel i'm too active but i'm, I'm trying to be as active because i know it will or it can help my uh, my career to, mm-hmm. uh, so i'll try to share some some biathlon uh, moments or training moments and uh, so i'm trying mostly to be uh yeah professional on instagram mm-hmm. uh, and and you mean help with um that people get to know you or more for sponsors or yeah uh, both 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 ways maybe yeah <clears throat> if i can use it to be a role model for someone or if it uh, helps to to get a sponsor on the other hand then it's just uh, yeah there are both good sides for it right right are you doing any other social media than like tiktok or no i am not on tiktok and i don't uh, i think i will uh, i won't be there i've heard so many people will lose so much time there so uh... i know yeah. <laughs> i didn't even know about it until my uh 11 year old started talking about that he wanted to be on TikTok and he hasn't, he doesn't have a phone yet. So that would mean that I would have it on my phone. And I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not, not going there. <laughs> yeah. No, it seems like it's uh, the big thing coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, um, um, I, biathlon is not a, a big sport in Belgium. I know that, but is there like, are you in the media sometimes or, um, how do you feel the media is, is, uh, I guess addressing biathlon in in Belgium. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's not so uh, well known sport yet, uh, sadly. So uh, it hasn't been uh, that big. Uh, but I know uh, I felt it very much for Olympics because then it was uh, yeah, winter sports were blown up in Belgium and. Um, uh, then I suddenly had a lot of uh, interviews and also at the same time when my results got better, they, uh, they actually showed big interest uh, and I had, I remember I had some, uh, I think it was a radio interview and it started with, uh, so I talked with three others here in the office and none of us know what biathlon is. <laughs> That's a nice start. <laughs> So then I was totally out of uh, well, out of breath because I thought, yeah, since they want to interview me, they actually know it. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts, but uh, uh, but at the uh, other hand, I also get messages from uh, from other Belgians that have followed biathlon for so many years and mm. are so happy that we are doing good results. So, uh, but I think that crowd is is a small one. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and so, do you feel the the opening of the new um, center cool. helps? And do you, have you noticed any, I guess, more attention to biathlon, or was it just kind of a, a small peak? Uh, I haven't felt it so much myself yet, because um, yeah, my family in Belgium lives two hours away, uh, so I'm not so much in that area. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's become better 
where the the stadium is uh, but i see they are really trying and push it forward for more um yeah on social media or having like uh, you can join for trainings and but the what's big in belgium now is uh, running and shooting with um, okay. huh. i don't remember if it's laser yeah, i think it's laser uh, so like cross biathlon they call it and okay. uh, for yeah in all ages i think and i think that's uh, getting bigger and bigger so the hope is maybe some of them then will uh, finally then yeah. start on the online you, you guys need to get out there and recruit for it. you recruit them over exactly. just a just a little jump from running to to skiing what did you say is it just a little jump from running yeah, to skiing? Yeah, yeah, it's just a small uh, technique change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same idea. Come on. Yeah. Because <laughs> what what would you say is uh, uh, is harder or easier to to learn shooting or skiing? Depends uh, the background, I think. <laughs> well, if you start, if you have not not done anything, and you're you know you haven't cross country skied. Well, then I think shooting would be shooting easier. Be easier. Uh, I think, or I think that's easier to to learn when you're older, for sure, because mm. the skiing technique, uh, certain age is, uh, yeah, it's harder with uh, on the fine details, and uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. And and uh, I, there was one more thing I wanted to ask about the the new uh, biathlon center in Belgium. Is that mostly focused on uh, on roller skiing, like summer biathlon, or are they actually thinking of making snow and? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's in a part of Belgium that actually has snow, uh, so it for sure depends on the conditions they get in the winter, but. Uh, uh, so mostly it will be roller skiing, uh, but uh, I think maybe normally they can have. They're lucky a month with snow mm-hmm. in the winter, and uh, but uh, as for now the um, the stadium is like a small one, so they don't have uh, the ability to uh, to make snow, and I don't think it mm-hmm. would be uh, a good idea because it's not so cold right, in Belgium right. during the winter, so. Uh, it would be a lot of work for maybe one or two days of skiing. Yeah, yeah. Is that in the, uh, yeah. the Ardenne? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know your facts. I've, I've actually been there, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. No, it's wonderful, wonderful space. Um, and do you know if they have a laser biathlon in the in the biathlon center, or do they? Are they talking about that or? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I know you can uh, choose between like real shooting or the, um, yeah, air. Oh, air. Yeah. Air rifle. Uh-huh. Uh, they have uh-huh. both of that, so they also recruit a lot with uh, with the air rifle. Right, right. Nice. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, but I think a laser you can put up everywhere. And then yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's really wonderful because it's. Um, I know here in Calgary because there's a. Uh, basically a law that you cannot shoot within the city limits but of course with laser yeah. there's no sound uh, and you know if accidentally a kid walks in front there's no harm done yeah yeah so Absolutely. and and uh i don't know about air guns but um of course with uh actual biathlon rifles you have to shoot 50 meters to practice but with the laser you can set it up that you only shoot 10 meters but then the 
target is proportionally smaller. So you still basically mm -hmm. have the same, same view of the target. So there's yeah, yeah definitely a lot of benefits to, uh, to that. Do they, do you know if that's popular or gaining popularity in, uh, in Norway at all, or are they, or do they have so many actual biathlon ranges that it's yeah. not really a problem? Yeah, it's not a problem at all because mm. you find biathlon stadiums uh, all over. So, uh, but I know if like um, if there is some events, there is some um, some uh, laser rifles available. If mm -hmm. you, uh, so then you can uh, that's uh, kids can try it and right. maybe you uh, you get uh, can recruit some new ones for that. But normally it's. Uh, no a lot cheaper to too. Shoot. If you're, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the rifles themselves, I think, are pretty expensive. But um, yeah, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. So if you look uh, at all the the ammunition, yeah, it's, uh, are you uh, are you sponsored for ammunition, or is that uh, the Belgian Federation? That the Belgian team has uh, sponsored a little bit, so they cover um, okay. ammunition. Yeah. Do you get? Any say in that? I mean, obviously, the Belgian team is going to take the deal that is best for them, but I, I just don't know if they talk to you about that as as sort of the the lead uh, athlete or the the lead uh, women's athlete. Um, well, we have. Uh, I think we have. Yeah, we have a deal with uh, Lacqua. So, uh, and then they, yeah, they spread it normally for uh, or equally for uh, every athlete, and then we. They also test uh, Lapua test ammunition, so we get uh, uh, mm -hmm. ammunition that's uh, the best for our barrel. So we all mm -hmm. have our mm -hmm. own ammunition to uh, for the competitions, and then uh, uh, also for training. Then you just uh, we haven't tested those, but it's uh, the standard is normally mm -hmm. good enough for that, and uh, and uh, yeah, that's how it is. Because now. Uh, yeah, I think Belgium is good at uh, dealing the same for everyone and uh, yeah, making it even. <laughs> do you do you feel a little more confident when you use the tested batch, or does it does it matter much for you? Yeah, for sure. In the competitions, then I know this is uh, I don't have to to think about that part. Right. <laughs> uh, I know that's uh, all in order, and then uh, it's just up to me to. You can't blame the ammo anymore, then, right? No. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so Jordan, when you were away, I. Uh... I postponed talking about the biathlon family because I know that's also something uh, yeah. you enjoy. What Do you mind if I ask just real quick what you guys hit? Uh, well, I just don't want to ask. I've got a couple of questions. I don't want to ask the ones you've already talked about. We talked about uh, you were there for the Olympics, right? The experience. Yes. Yep. Uh, then we yep. talked about analytics. Okay. And uh, we talked about social media and media attention in mm -hmm. general. Okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then... Um, Something I wrote down and I can't even read myself. So, uh, but I think you I have that problem all oh, the time. Oh, the laser, laser rifles. But you were, I think yeah, you were back for that. So, yeah, I, I was back yeah. for here. I was back for that. Yeah. I came in for the, the second half of the social media conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so one topic we, we often talk about is the biathlon family. What's your, I mean, obviously you have your connections uh, with Norway and with Ukulek and, but, um, 
what do you feel makes biathlon special from the sense of being a biathlon family? Uh, well, it's like, uh, what can I say? It's uh, just a special feeling when you uh, come to um, like World Cup venue and uh, yeah, often we stay a lot of teams at the same hotels. And then it's I feel everyone is uh, is friendly and yeah, also curious about each other. Or uh, even though we are um, competing against each other, it's also uh, they're also supporting each other. I feel mm-hmm. like the, it's just um, yeah, the vibe of biathlon is. Uh, is chill at the same time that we are big. Uh, <laughs> opponents um, and then you have like the, when you uh, come to the stadium it's not just like uh, go directly in your uh, own zone and uh, or a race mode you have the zeroing maybe test some skis and so you are really uh, quite a long time at the stadium so then you're also able to talk to a lot of people or to see a lot of people and uh, yeah, in that in that way, I feel it's uh, yeah we come like a big family because we are so much uh, together. Then uh, during three four months, right? Uh, and then that like also that we're always um, on the road three weeks uh, at least three weeks on the same time. I know cross country they go home after each weekend they ski, right? Uh, and then, but we just travel together, do the charters together, or um, yeah. So it's basically when you're uh, on a tour bit for the whole winter. Well, and I guess from uh, being representing a small team, you you know to make those to have some social interaction, you have to kind of make those connections. And do you do you find, for example, that uh, well, I guess you know the Norwegian women, but. Uh, Typically, the the larger teams do they sort of hang out together, or do you say they just mix just as much as anybody else? Uh, well, it's a little bit harder to uh, to say because now with the COVID, I don't uh, yeah, know I guess, yeah. so much because uh, it's been really. <laughs> I think it's been really strict. Uh, so then I also been a lot uh, <laughs> on my room because mm. you. you to be sick uh, but I think like um, it's been quite normal to sit down in the after dinner or in the lobby too, and then you just normally chat with other people or right. and also just um, I think during the season they train with uh, not just their own team but also a little bit split like we have Claude, then he knows the French one, and then we see they're uh-huh. also with uh, and, uh, each other. And then we have um, Thierry, on the other hand, he trains with the German ones. And oh. when they are, yeah, so they, uh, I feel like it's not uh, not just we have to be our own team, uh, but uh, if someone wants to join, it's totally open for that. Or like they play a game then it's not like uh, no sorry you're not uh, yeah you're not part of our team get out of here (laughs) (laughs) and have you ever uh joined the uh uh exercise environment that uh baiba bandika has set up (laughs) 
That's exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> no. <laughs> have you seen it? I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> so I don't think we've seen we've had anybody on that's actually seen it, but she described this amazing gym set up in the hallway of the of the hotel. So so I I'm tasking you to go find it uh, <laughs> when the season starts. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I I need pictures of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just. Um, this is pretty much the first time I looked at the clock and, and I, I'm very, very, uh, excited how much time you've been willing to spend with us. Are you still good? Cause we're, you know, we're almost approaching two hours. So, um, yeah, you still yeah, good to go. Uh, it's still good, but, uh, okay. I feel not too long enough before I have to start getting ready for, uh, for bed. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, I know it's getting late for you. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, I, I need to, uh, start going back to work as well uh but uh i'm 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 enjoying this way more (laughs) oh i know so yeah uh i if you don't mind i've got a bunch of just really short questions uh that you should you should be able to answer within a minute or two and and they're not related to anything so i apologize these are very random just things that i was writing down as we were going um so when you are either in belgium or lillehammer if you go out to a restaurant does anybody recognize you no. <laughs> okay. No, I, 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 I'm just, I'm very curious. Yeah. Um, when we, we've heard from a lot of people uh, that you've got a lot of time, uh, uh, in, you know, especially on the non-race days. Um, do you have any movies or books or TV shows that you've been watching or reading? Um, yeah, I have to think now. Uh, yeah, like the normal uh, Netflix series I watch, uh, which I don't remember. Ah, yeah, I've been, I think last year I was on uh, the su- Suits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Following them. So I'm finished with those. Uh, and uh, I do, sometimes I bring my knitting. Uh-huh. So uh, I have um, a pants that I've been trying to finish for, uh, I think, six years now. <laughs> and then I also bring um, school books, trying hmm. to study some. Oh, cool. uh, some what are you studying? I'm studying uh, sports, um, sport education and sports. Okay. So, so is this something you want to pursue uh, after biathlon is, is I, passed? I think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Excellent. What's your dream? What's your goal with that? Um, maybe to become a sports teacher at a sports school or like a biathlon school or yeah, some like that, or to become maybe a coach, but I want to, I would yeah. like to stay, uh, or I study to stay inside, uh, <laughs> in <laughs> biathlon or, uh, yeah, in sports. So we'll see what it would be. Running the first Belgian professional biathlon team. <laughs> You yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> that would be awesome. So uh, yeah, not sure if I want to do it, but for now it's the only thing I can think of uh, after my career, at least. Sure, and you're still young, right? You got you got plenty of time to, to figure it all out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so uh, this is this is a hard question. Who is the next you? And by that I mean somebody who uh, who was coming up with is is relatively is young and. Uh, uh, but maybe is not somebody that is on anybody's radar, but is poised to make a big jump this season. Somebody that, that you really like uh, and you're like, oh, this person's going to be really good. Keep an eye on them. Or her. Ooh. Or her, yes. 
like in the World Cup. Yeah, or an IBU Cup if you have somebody. Hmm. Then maybe I will have to say my my new teammate Maya, the Belgian okay. girl. Okay. I think she uh, looks strong this uh, this summer, so I think she will surprise a lot of people. All right. Making notes there, Jordan. <laughs> I, I well, I, so I, I've been talking to RJ about this, but I have been uh, doing this extensive research on pretty much every biathlete on every level. It's it's taking me way more time than I anticipated, <laughs> but I have to get, now. I have to go look her up. Uh, and then the last thing was, and this is like I said, these are all very random questions. Uh, as a part of this research, I have noticed some name changes. Have there been a lot of weddings in the biathlon world this past summer? It seems like yeah. way more than usual. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe they're all waited uh, till the, after the Olympics and to um, yeah, don't get disturbed uh, from the or yeah, I guess you have to plan maybe a little bit earlier than uh, whole proposals <laughs> in the, the last three years were postponed until yes. after the yeah. Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> well, and apparently there's a there well there's a little baby boom too. So uh, yeah, yeah every, everybody's waiting <laughs> until after Beijing. Yeah, it's true. Maybe uh, that or maybe COVID, but I think or maybe a combination. Well, it, I yeah, think yeah, absolutely could be both. <laughs> so Jordan used the IBU ID. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, this, so that's actually what got me. What what uh, I was at, um, um, formerly uh, Innerhofer. Yeah. And I can't remember her married name now. Um, and was that? Coma. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was the one. Uh, and I, I was like, where did she go? What happened? And, you know, of course. Yeah. So. And I think Denise uh, Harriman is, I I is changing her name too. Or she's she keeping really? Herman, but then I think she's putting uh, her husband's name behind it or okay. something like that. Then it might yeah. be just uh, her husband's names that shows on the TV then, if it's the last one. Could be, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And then uh, was it Lena, Lena Hackey yeah. uh, Hack was mm -hmm. married as well? Anyway, it, there have been so many of these and, and uh, it's really, come on, guys, I need, I need some consistency of names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of new people in the World Cup now. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. And I'll be honest, like I can be sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, not necessarily uh, on top of all those things. And so there will be a time when I'm watching one of the first races and I'll see one of these women out there and be like, oh, wow, who is this new person that I've never seen before? Like, where did they come from? Uh, yeah. But, so anyway, that was, like I said, I, these are just completely random questions. But. Yeah, funny ones. Was there uh, anything you wanted to bring up or discuss? Or do you want to name any of your sponsors or friends or where people can find you? Well, yeah, it's on my <laughs> my Instagram, and then I I'm trying to run a homepage, so I have linked it uh, on my Instagram account, mm -hmm. uh, which my plan is to um, update more frequently now that the season is approaching, and maybe more Ooh. during the season because it's been uh, non-active since last season. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, I like the logo you have on top with the. Uh... The biathlon targets I and the it's, uh, yeah, the biathlon targets and the the Belgian colors. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, thank you. <laughs> All right, Jordan, did you have any other questions? Oh, you've already heard all of my my crazy <laughs> questions. So, 
Well, thank you so much for your time. I, it was a it was a very fun conversation we had with you, and and thank you for your openness. Um, yeah, thank you for uh, want, wanting to speak to me. It was very oh, absolutely. Very yeah, we're we're gonna keep an even closer uh, eye on you. And and one yes. thing you missed, Jordan, is that uh, I was I was hoping that uh, Lotte would say in the analytics section that yeah, I could really use somebody, but her dad is already doing all the analytics work for her. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's magnificent. <laughs> that's We're going to have to have him yeah. on next. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try not to bother you too much during the season, but I, I'm sure at some point I'll reach out to you and just, uh, say, Hey, and, and, uh, hope maybe, maybe at some point, maybe even at the end of the season, we'll, we'll have you back on just to, to do a recap and how the season went. Yeah, that would be great. And make sure to attend the, uh, the women's world cup in Canmore when that's coming, not this season, but next Absolutely. season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we will be there. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, to go overseas. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. It's nice. All right. Well, thanks again. And, um, again, great conversation. I really enjoyed it. So thanks for your time. Absolutely. Okay. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.